With the interest rates rising, it can become really difficult to manage cash flow, especially if you have a loan right now. In this video, I wanna discuss the option of potentially paying down your loan faster or using the extra funds to go and invest further. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, as of this week, we have just updated our website with a new ebook as well. So updated for 2023, if you wanna go check it out, there's a link in the description below and you'll find access to not only the ebook, but also to client reviews. There's client review videos and after that, you can actually go ahead and book in a free call as well. Now, you might be in the camp of just going, Ravi, I don't care about investing. All I want is my house and I wanna pay it down as quick as possible. Why? Because it's probably the largest amount of debt you're probably going to take in your entire life. So yes, it does take up real estate in your head when you go to sleep at night. Peace of mind and having a sleep at night factor is very, very important. Especially now with interest rates increasing every month, you're going, shit, I've got to pay a little bit extra. Now I have to manage the budget. Now I definitely can't go get Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Okay. No, that's just me. Okay. No worries. But either way, everyone is concerned about inflation and interest rates. Now be sure to stay all the way through because I'm going to share with you some strategies where you can actually increase your wealth, but also pay down your loan in less than 15 years. If you are interested in knowing exactly what the strategies look like for paying down your loan faster, go and check out this video. I put in a lot of effort into figuring out the right strategies that you can use today to be able to pay off your loan in like less than 10 years. So click on that, pause it, and then come back to this video. There are two things that most people will think about when they're going and purchasing their own place. One, I want a place to stay and I want to own it, so I don't want to rent. And two, I want to create a huge amount of wealth. And I've been told real estate's great. So when you think about these two things, one is emotional and one is supposed to be rational and logical, but unfortunately the emotions take over. So if you go ahead and buy a place for yourself, your bias will kick in and start saying to you, yeah, this will grow because I like it, which means everyone else should like it too. And unfortunately that's not how investing works. But if you are in the camp of trying to buy your own property to go and grow your wealth, well, let's discuss what that could actually look like. Now we got taught at school, as soon as you take on debt, you should pay it down as quickly as possible. So if we went ahead and did that, what would that look like for a property? property in say Sydney or Melbourne or some parts of Brisbane now because hey, prices are going up everywhere. If you do live in Sydney or Melbourne and you've bought a house over the last year or two, you probably paid about a million dollars, right? Now, yes, I'm totally aware that some people can purchase properties for a lot less, but I also know there's people that have purchased for a lot more. So we're gonna use a million dollars as an average. Now let's also assume you haven't put a deposit down. We're just gonna go in and say, you've got a million dollars worth of debt. And that's for the purpose of this exercise. If your numbers are different, simply just go and put your numbers down on paper as you go through this video, then you'll be able to look at your own strategy and see what actually makes sense. I'm not a financial advisor. I definitely don't look like one. And therefore I can't give you every single example. So use this as a guide to then run your own numbers. So if you have a million dollars worth of debt at today's interest rates of about five and a half percent, your interest plus principal repayment will be $5,678 per month, which actually equates to about 68,136. And once you include rates, insurances, and any bits and pieces, you're probably at about 73,000 per year. Let's just take into account what that means. You've bought a house because everyone told you to buy a house. Now $73,000 will go into this property just to hold it. And yes, you're paying some of that debt down as well because you're paying interest plus principal. But for the next 30 years, you will pay $73,000 every single year 
towards holding this property. This is why they you know, sort of say you've got the shackles on because $73,000 is not a small number, but let's continue. Now, if you're someone that makes $98,000 a year, now basically is on average numbers at the average age of who's watching this, but again, use your own numbers. But if you're making $98,000 after tax, you're probably at about $73,700 per year. So let's just say it's $73,000. Again, now you're starting to see why the numbers make sense. That $73,000 from one person is going straight into the mortgage and holding that property. So if you're doing this by yourself, then it makes no sense because all of your money is spent on the house and now you have no money to eat or drink or watch Netflix. So in that case, it probably doesn't make sense to be spending a million dollars on a property for yourself. But if you're moving in with your partner, then there's two incomes. And let's assume both people are making the same amount, being 98,000, 98,000. That means one person's income is going towards a house and the other person's income goes towards your expenses and potentially investing. Now, once you account for basic household expenditure and assuming 350 bucks a week, which again, depends on where you're living and what your lifestyle looks like, this would be like a ridiculous amount, whether it's too high or a ridiculous amount because it's too low. But let's use $350 a week. Now, if you've got $73,000 after tax in terms of your income from one person, then after these payments of $350 a week, you're left with about $55,000 in the year. That's pretty good. So let's play out the scenario. So if you as a couple use $55,000 a year and went, I'm gonna pay down my loan faster. I don't care about savings. I'm gonna pay down this loan as fast as possible. What would that look like? That would be an extra repayments of $4,583 per month, which means your total repayments go up to $10,261 per month. In this case, you would pay off your 30 year loan in just 11 years. Sounds phenomenal and it actually is because not many people, if any, will get to this point. Where it really gets better is if you've purchased your property and you're hoping for some growth and let's say you did get lucky and got into the right area and it grows at an average of 7%, by the time the property is actually paid off, it'll be roughly worth about $2.1 million. So you'll have an asset worth 2.1 after 11 years, no debt attached. It's actually a really good deal. Now again, this is based on the fact that you have no savings, you're not spending any money towards holidays and the only expenses you have is about $350 per week. But it also factors in that both people are making $98,000 per year. Oh, and you have no kids in this example. So if we assume the same income and expenses, but instead this time, instead of using the $55,000 towards paying down our mortgage, we use that money to go and invest. So users deposits to buy more property. What would that look like? Well, after year one of holding that property, your actual property value would have gone up by $70,000 because it's growing at 7%. So your house has gone up by 7%. You probably take that out at about 90% land and you've also saved $55,000. So you'll be left at the end of the year with about $125,000. Now, in this case, you decided I'm gonna use a majority of it as a deposit. Even though my minimum deposit I need to get started is probably about 70 to 75,000, I'm gonna put 110,000 and leave 15,000 as an emergency fund. So what would that look like if you went ahead and purchased a $450,000 brick home with the help of search property? Well, we're gonna assume about a 7% growth rate, but during 2022, I'm very proud to say that our actual growth rate across the average of all of our portfolios for our clients and purchases was 12.12%. In a market where we had interest rates go up eight or nine times and the national market dropped by about 7.1%. So when I say, yeah, it's probably going to grow by 7%, you'll have some years that'll be higher than that, some years lower than that. But I still think we're going to outperform that market if you've purchased with the right advice and the right research. For me personally, as a reference, I've been building my own portfolio for about nine years and every year the average growth is at least 11%. So yes, I do have a bit of confidence around what I'm doing. Now, because in this example, we're only buying one property and we're only using the funds from 
one year. After year one, we go back to the same strategy of using the 55K and paying down our loan as fast as possible. So what does that actually look like? Well, the $450,000 property we bought is actually now worth about 947,000. And because we didn't go ahead and use the extra 55K in year one to pay down the debt, and as well as that, we took out extra debt being equity of about 70K, that means after year 11, you would actually have $127,000 debt left on your house. Versus in the first example, after 11 years, you're debt free. But here's where it gets really interesting. Because your investment portfolio is now 947,000, it's actually generated $497,000 worth of equity, plus it would be positive cash flow. This means although your debt is still existing and it's about 120,000, after 11 years, you're probably signing up to that anyway. But if you've only got debt of about 120K, but in the same time, you managed to increase your wealth by about 497,000, that means net net, you still getting further ahead. So this is just based on one property. If you went ahead and scaled up, what would that actually look like? So if you actually went ahead and scaled up this strategy and for four years, you actually went and used the equity plus your savings to buy another property and you did this four times. And then after that, you went back into the debt reduction strategy, which was to pay off your loan as fast as possible. The numbers are actually quite surprising. So the equity in the four investment properties after 11 years would be worth about 3.43 million minus 1.8 million because you'll have the debt attached to that property, which means the equity you would have in the investment portfolio would be 1.63 million and you'd have about 30 to 50k worth of passive income that you generate every single year. The debt that exists on the initial house, your principal place of residence, would still be about 600,000. You're pretty much saying I would rather have 600k worth of debt plus take on some more debt but the debt takes care of itself with the investment properties because it's productive and you've got the positive cash flow coming through which means you're not really putting anything from your pocket. In this case you would end up net net a million dollars in net equity and you would have five investment properties instead of just the one home that you have. What's more is that you can continue putting down 55,000 towards your actual home loan, or you can use the positive cash flow from the investment portfolio to now start paying down your mortgage at a higher pace. And that means after a few years, you'll have paid off the debt on the principal place of residence, and then you'll have an investment portfolio which yields you passive income, and you wouldn't even have to worry about the debt. It's a pretty sweet position to be in only after about 11 years. But again, is this for everyone? And that's the question you're probably asking yourself saying, well, can I do this? Or is this even worth my time? Or is it worth the risk? Or I can't borrow right now. This doesn't even apply to me. Well, that's correct. Right now you can't borrow. But chances are in the next 12 to 24 months, as rates start cutting, you might be. And that's why it's important to have the strategies in place, have the right mindset around mortgages, around debt, and how you can actually grow your wealth. We get taught about reducing our debt all the time. It's a very defensive play. It would be the equivalent of saying, look, you have two ways to get rich. Option one is you spend a lot less or option two is you make a lot more money. And while you sit there and say, well, yeah, I'll just save a lot more and not do those things. For me, life's very precious. I don't know when I'm going to fall dead. So as much as I like to prepare and have a nest egg for the future, I still want to enjoy today, which means I still want to have my Ben and Jerry's ice cream if I can, because again, calorie deficit and stuff. But if I can go out there and enjoy, then I want to do that because it makes this whole process more fruitful and sustainable. And that is something that I want you to take away from this video is don't do what the majority of people will do, which is buy a house, pay it off for 30 years and hope they have enough money to retire. What you want to do is build an investment portfolio, whether it's cross property or anything else. But if you can leverage your time by outsourcing that to buyers agents like myself, then you can go out there and do this at speed. If you're interested in checking out the new website, definitely go check it out. There's a link in the description below. If you're interested in booking a call with my team, then you'll also find details on the website. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, smash that subscribe button, smash that like button and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.